Bapak yang baik terima kasih untuk pagi hari ini Good Father, thank you so much for this morning. Kami akan berbicara tentang uang pagi ini Tuhan. Today we're going to talk about money, Lord. Luruskan hati kami supaya kami bisa mempunyai perspektif yang benar mengenai uang. Straighten our hearts so that we have the right perspective about money. Banyak di antara kami yang kecewa karena penggunaan uang. There are many of us that disappointed of how to use the money. Tapi kami minta pagi hari ini supaya Roh Kudus bekerja pada setiap hati kami. But this morning we pray Holy Spirit for you to work in our hearts. Supaya kami mempunyai perspektif yang benar untuk mengenai uang. So that we have the right perspective about money. Dalam nama Yesus, Amen. In Jesus name we pray, Amen. Saudara boleh duduk. You may be seated, please. Thank you buat pagi hari ini sudah datang. Thank you for this morning for coming to this place. Saudara, kemarin malam kita kumpul di sini. Untuk celebrate kita sebut namanya Appreciation Night atau Vision Night. Last night we gather in this place to celebrate Appreciation Night. Saudara, bagi anda yang masih baru di gereja ini, saya akan ceritakan sedikit pengalaman gereja ini, satu journey gereja ini, saudara. For those who's new for this church, we will tell you about a story about this journey gereja, about the church. Gereja ini dibangun oleh mahasiswa mahasiswa yang datang sekolah di Melbourne ini. This church was built by the students who came to Australia. Saudara pada waktu mereka datang di sini mereka nggak seperti saudara yang sekarang yaitu banyakkan orang tua anda kaya kaya. So back then when they first came here it wasn't like this. The social status was that they, they don't have much money. Mereka harus sekolah sampai bekerja sudah. So they have to study and work at the same time. Mereka kadangkala setiap pagi mereka harus minum susu satu liter untuk skip mereka punya breakfast. So most of the time every morning they have to drink milk just to skip their breakfast every morning. Kalau mereka sewa apartemen saudara dua kamar untuk enam orang. So when they rented apartments, two bedroom apartments for six people. Saudara, setiap kali mereka datang gereja, kadangkala ada kalanya mereka sudah bangun jam, ada yang bangun jam, eh, yang pulang dari kerja jam 4 pagi, saudara. So before even they go to church, sometimes they wake up four o'clock because they just came back from work. Tetapi mereka tetap datang dan melayani Tuhan. But they still come to this place and serve the Lord. Kalau saya berdiri di sini bersama dengan Ivan, saudara, kami menjadi saksi mata untuk so, ini. So if, if I stand here with Ivan, I'm a witness to this. Tahun 96 ketika gedung gereja ini diserahkan kepada gereja presenter. Um, in 1996, this church was given to us. Saudara, kita harus renovasi gedung ini, total renovasi. And we have to do, to do a total renovations to the church. Saudara, waktu itu 150 ribu biaya yang harus kita keluarin untuk membuat gedung ini bisa cocok buat kita semuanya. And we have to spend 150,000 to make this building proper and suitable for our service. Waktu itu kita belum bisa punya double storage uh, tingkat uh, apa dua tingkat saudara cuma hanya gedung ini sampai di belakang terus and back then we only have one level we don't have second story saudara saya masih ingat waktu saya tanya bagian keuangan uang kita ada berapa and then i remember i asked our finance team how much how money do we have dia bilang 100 cuma 50 dolar uh, 50 ribu kok uh, we only have 50,000 Sedangkan saya harus tanda tangan kontrak 150 dolar. And I, but I have to sign 150,000 of contract. Saudara, satu kali ada seorang ibu datang dia bawa dua anaknya. So one day there was a, a lady who, who brought two of the children. Lalu kemudian dia berkata kepada uh, apa tuh namanya kepada saya dan istri karena dia orang Surabaya dia kenal sama eh, apa dia mau kenalan sama istri saya dia undang kami makan malam di penthousenya. She, she was from Surabaya. So she invited me and my wife to come into his pen, to her Surah, penthouse. Ini pertama sekali saya lihat orang kaya di Melbourne ini untuk orang Indonesianya. That was the very first time I saw a rich or wealthy Indonesian in Melbourne. Nah, kemudian setelah kami makan, dia keluarkan cek kosong, saudara. And then after we finished dinner, she came out with a blank dia check. Dia bilang begini sama saya. And she asked me, Agus, kamu tulis cek ini utang gerejamu. She told me, uh, Bagus, please write whatever debt you have for the church. Saudara, saya bilang, kamu tahu utang gereja dari siapa? And how do you know about this? I asked her. Dia bilang waktu saya selesai gereja saya ngobrol-ngobrol ada orang yang ceritakan tentang gereja ini. Yeah, right after the church finished, someone told me about this renovation. Saya bilang gini, ah udahlah, nanti biar kita kita manage sendiri uangnya supaya kita bisa kembalikan uang pinjaman kita. And then we thought we just try to manage as much as we can. Saudara, 
Ini yang dia katakan kepada saya. And this is what she told me. Gus, aku punya penthouse ini, aku panggil orang untuk dekorasi 70 ribu habisnya. You know, Pastor Agus, I called someone to fix this penthouse for $70,000. Tulis cek kosong ini, utang gereja supaya aku bisa lunasi. Please write down how much money you need for the church. Saudara, dari situlah kami berangkat, gereja ini berangkat, saudara. And from there, we took off as a church. Saya tidak pernah membebani jemaat untuk membayar utang-utang gereja. I never asked for the church, for the congregation to pay for that. mereka struggle dalam hidup mereka. That they struggles in their life themselves. Tahun 98 ketika ekonomi Asia collapse. In 1998 when the economics collapses. Saudara, saya masih ingat orang-orang student yang punya mobil semua jual mobil. I remember most of the students sold their cars. Mereka harus survive untuk Bayar uang kuliah. Because they have to survive to pay the fees. Ada dua student yang terakhir sekali, semester terakhir, saudara dia tidak sanggup untuk bayar fee-nya untuk terakhir ini. There was two students who was in the final year, they couldn't even pay for this university fees. Saudara, waktu itu saya tanya Monica Carlos, waktu itu dia bagian keuangan, saya bilang, Mon, duit di kas kita ada berapa? And I asked the finance department back then, how much money do we have? Lalu ini kata Monica, kenapa kok? And she told me, why? Ada dua student kita harus bayarin supaya dia pulang dengan ijazah. There were these two students who needed help. Lalu Monica bilang sama saya, kok itu bukan urusan koko, itu urusan orang tuanya. And the finance uh, department said that this is not your responsibility, it's their parents. Saudara, saya bilang sama Monica, Mon, kalau itu anak saya, saya juga sedih. Jadi saya bilang kita bayarin. Dia bilang gini, kok masih gajinya masih rendah. Jadi saya simpen duit supaya kok bisa punya gaji yang yang lebih layak gitu. Um, she she told me like uh, because we're trying to save money because we paid you very very low in this church. So we're trying to save to keep up with your payment. Saya bilang nanti aja. Don't worry Ta- about it. Tapi kita beresin uang sekolah mereka dulu. Let's help them out. Saudara. Waktu saya dan istri komitmen untuk melayani. Me and my wife had the commitment to serve. Saya enggak lihat Anda melihat uang. I don't look at you as money. Saya enggak lihat Anda lihat potensi. I look at you as potentials. Oleh sebab itu. Oleh that's why. Kalau saudara lihat anak-anak saya sekarang. If you look at my children now. Apa yang saya dan istri tabur dulunya. Whatever we have so in them that you Allah what you see. tidak pernah lupa. God will never forget. Oleh sebab itu kalau saya ajarkan soal duit bagi anda yang pernah merasa kepahitan dengan pendetamu di Indonesia. So if I talk about money this morning, if you ever had a bitterness for, for with a church who speak about money, saudara, saya mewakili pendetamu, saya minta maaf. So I would like to represent these churches and your pastors. I'm so sorry. Karena banyak sekali orang yang luka karena soal uang. Because there's so many people got hurt because of these issues. Karena banyak pendeta yang tidak yang memanipulasi cara untuk jemaat memberi. A lot of pastors manipulated the way we use money in the church. Tapi hari ini saya ajarkan anda sesuatu yang biblical di dalam memberi. But this morning I would like to teach you something biblical about money. Saudara mau dengarkan? Do you want to hear it? Saya minta senyum anda. Can I get your smile this okay. morning? Okay. All right. Good. Kalau ada kesalahan kesaksian, Ivan bisa mengkoreksi saya. Auto delete, you mean? No, 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 you tell me, tell me. Joking, no. So, uh, yeah, yeah, if there is any mistakes that I made this morning, so I'll try my best to translate it. Nah, nah, nah. Saya berikan dia otoritas karena dia menyaksikan bagaimana saya dan istri manage uang dalam gereja ini. Because he feels that I witness. Uh, the journey of this church. Mari kita lihat 2 Korintus 9 ayat 6 sampai 8. Ivan bacain dulu. Like, let's have a look at 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 8. Let me read it out to you. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sow bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. Not reluctantly or under compulsions. For God loves a cheerful giver. Okay. Setiap saudara dan saya banyak berpikir tentang uang. We think about money a lot. Bagaimana kita akan menggunakan uang atau 
apa yang akan kita lakukan seandainya kita punya uang? How are we gonna use the money and what we would do if we have the money? Dan bagaimana caranya mendapatkan uang? And how do we get money? Saudara, ada kalanya topik uang itu cukup menyita perhatian kita. The topic about money takes a lot of time in our life. Saudara enggak salah it's, memikirkan soal uang. It's not wrong to think about it. Apalagi kalau orang businessman ketemu selalu bicara soal uang. Especially businessmen they always talk about money. Tetapi yang salah adalah kalau saudara menggunakan uang itu dengan salah. But what's wrong if you use money for the wrong way? Uh, saudara, kadang kalah kita Kaya masih muda, tapi setelah itu hari tua kita susah. Sometimes we are wealthy when we were young, but then we go poor when we were older. Saya nyaksikan berapa orang di Indonesia di Melbourne. I've seen it all in Indonesia in Melbourne too. Saudara lebih bagus waktu muda susah, tapi waktu sudah tua, saudara mau pergi mana aja pun bisa. It's better that we work hard when we were young. We were uh, not wealthy, but when we grow grow older, we can go anywhere we want. Saudara, enggak perlu minta sama anakmu, tapi engkau sanggup membayar kemanapun engkau pergi. So we can sustain our life, and we have to not to depend into our children. Oleh sebab itu, saudara harus belajar punya attitude yang benar dia menggunakan uang. That's why you have to have the right attitude how to use money. Di dalam 2 Korintus 9 ayat 6 dan 8 saudara ada tiga hal kita belajar tentang attitude yang salah dalam gunakan uang. There are two things that we learn about uh, the mistake in making use of money in 2 Corinthians. Sudah sering sekali saudara yang pertama dikatakan oleh Rasul Paulus ayat 7, hendaklah masing-masing memberikan menurut kerelaan hatinya, jangan dengan sedih hati atau terpaksa sebab Tuhan mengasihi orang yang memberi dengan sukacita. The first one when Paul said that you should give out of your um, willing willingful heart and not by force or by compulsions. Saudara, sebelum Anda memberi, Anda harus putuskan dalam hatimu berapa yang Anda ingin berikan. Before you give, you have to decide in your heart how much you want to give. Itu pribadimu, jangan Anda dipengaruhi orang lain. That is your personal self within your heart is not by compulsion or by influence of others. Saudara, Keputusanmu itu sangat penting mengenai keuangan. Your decisions in your heart is very important. Jangan setelah memberi sudah bilang, gua nyesel loh berikan uang itu kepada dia. And don't just when you give and then you regret what you have given. Saudara pikir saya nggak pernah ditipu orang. You think I never got cheated by someone? Ada pendeta nipu saya 230 juta, ada yang 160 juta, saudara. There was a pastor who, who cheated on me 270 million rupiah, ya? Rupiah. Yes. Saudara, tapi dalam hati saya kan saya yang memutuskan. But in my heart, it was my decisions. Oleh sebab itu, sebelum Anda memberi kepada seseorang atau kepada gereja, But that's why. harus Anda putuskan sendiri. Before you give to other people or church, you have to decide it within your heart. Saudara, sayang sekali, gereja sering sekali menggunakan, memanipulasi hal ini supaya saudara memberi. But sadly, a lot of churches manipulate how to be about money. Gereja sering sekali katakan, pendeta sering sekali katakan, kalau saudara memberi banyak, maka Tuhan akan mengembalikan lipat kali ganda. A lot of the church says, keep from, uh, say that if you give, we will you will get more. Saudara ingat, gereja bukan mutual fund. Remember, church is not a mutual fund. Bahasa Indonesia nya apa kalau mutual fund itu? Reksadana. Reksadana bukan. Saudara kadang-kadang gereja pendeta bilang kalau dia mau bangun gedung saudara dia bilang gini, saudara kita buat janji iman. So sometimes when they try to build a building, they say like, let's give have a, a faith promise. Saudara, tidak ada di Alkitab janji iman. It doesn't exist in the in the Bible. Perhatikan saudara, banyak orang jemaat dikecewakan. Waktu uang kami belum di store pak, sekretariatnya telepon kami pak. You know, they even call the congregations if they, they haven't transferred the money to the church. Tapi waktu kami tidak ke gereja, nggak ada satupun yang telepon kami. But if we don't come to the church, they don't even look for us. Oleh sebab itu banyak gereja, banyak jemaat yang kecewa. That's why a lot of congregations are very disappointed. Dan saya sulit untuk bicara soal uang sebenarnya. It's actually very difficult for me to talk about money in the church. Tapi saya punya banyak orang yang sudah lama sama saya yang menjadi saksi mata mereka bagaimana gereja ini menggunakan uang. But I have a lot of people around me who, who, who witness how do we manage money in this church. Oleh sebab itu, saudara, nah, 
Ada juga kadang-kadang pendeta buat begini saudara. Ya ambil ayat-ayat tertentu saudara. Itu menjadi weapon buat anda. Menjadi senjata buat anda. Sometimes there are a lot of pastors also manipulated um, the verse from the Bible to use them as a tools to get yeah, money. Jadi anda kalau berdoa selalu anda claim dari ayat tersebut. So you would hear they always claim from that verse. Perhatikan saudara, berkat berubah menjadi entitlements. A blessing will become entitlement. Desire berubah menjadi demands. A desire becomes a demand. Itu salah. It's wrong. Jadi kadang-kadang, Pak, Bapak mau... Mau beli apa? Saya dengar Bapak mau beli properti. Mari kita doakan Pak, kita claim dalam nama Yesus. So sometimes we, we the, the pastor will ask like, but, um, Sir, what do you want to buy? Do you want to buy a property? Let's claim it in Jesus' name. Katakan Pak, saya diajarkan sama Pak Agus berkat ber, tidak berubah menjadi entitlement. I'm sorry sir, I was taught by Pastor Agar that blessing doesn't change to become entitlement. Dan desire tidak berubah menjadi demand. And desire doesn't change to become demand. Kalau anda mau memberi, karena anda mau memberi, that's it. If I want to give, I, I just want to give from my heart. Kalau anda memberi, jangan sampai merasa bersalah. Yeah. Don't give out of a burden and guilt. Dan yang kedua, kalau anda mau memberi, anda harus punya, jangan punya, uh, apa itu, uh, supaya orang lain lihat saudara. So don't just give to impress other people. Uh, coba bacain Matius 6 ayat 1 sampai 4. Okay, it's Matthew 6, first uh, 1 to 4. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So, when you give to the needy, do not announce it with your trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues, and on the streets to be honored by men. Nah, saudara, Orang-orang Parisi zaman dulu kaya raya. The Pharisee was very wealthy. Nah, bagi mereka ukuran berkat itu adalah kekayaan. The measurement of blessings is wealth. Karena mereka ambil dari kitab Amsal 10 ayat 22. They, they got it from uh, Proverbs 10, verse ayat 22. 22. Yeah. Yes. Lalu setiap oh, setiap mereka kalau mau memberi, mereka selalu cari attention orang lain supaya orang lain bisa melihat mereka memberi. So every time they give, they want other people to see it. Motifnya adalah supaya mereka beroleh respect dan dihormati. So the motivation is to gain respect. Saudara, Yesus katakan, kalau Anda memberi supaya orang lain jangan tahu. But Jesus said, if you give, don't let other people see. Saudara, waktu saya istri full time, saudara, dia buat satu perjanjian sama saya. So when me and my wife became a full timer, we made, she made a promise. Saudara dia bilang, aku tidak akan pernah mau terima amplop dari orang lain. I will never receive an envelope from other people. Saudara, saya ingat satu kali ada seorang ibu datang ke dapur. Dia tanya saya, ibu di mana pak? I remember there was a, a lady came to the kitchen and asked, where, where is your wife? Di dapur saya bilang. Uh, in the kitchen. Lalu ibu ini ngasih ke istri saya amplop, saudara. And then this lady gave me an envelope. Saudara tahu apa yang istri saya lakukan? Bu, sorry ya, saya tidak terima yang begini. You know what my mom said? Sorry, I don't accept this kind of thing. Saudara, nah, karena dia buat perjanjian sampai hari ini, dia tidak lakukan itu. Because she made the promise, she doesn't do it on Sunday. Karena prinsip dia adalah seperti Alkitab katakan. Because she believe in the godly Kalau principles. Kalau ibu memberi kepada saya, if you ngapain give to orang me, lain harus tahu? Then why don't other people shouldn't know? Ngapain mesti it? saya tahu ibu yang memberi? Why should I know that you give it to me? Masukkan di kantong persembahan, tulis ini yeah. khusus untuk keluarga Pak Agus. Just put it in the giving bag and just write it is for you. Oleh family. sebab itu, saudara ini sudah kebiasaan di Indonesia. So this has been a, become a bad habit in Indonesia. Nah, bagian yang ketiga, kalau memberi jangan mencoba mendapatkan impresi atau favor dari Tuhan. So if you give, don't try to get favor from God. Saudara Titus 3 ayat 5. Titus 3 verse 5 says, Okay, he saves us not because righteous righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. Saudara, dan saya diselamatkan bukan karena kita berbuat baik baru diselamatkan. We are being saved not by our own good deeds. Saudara, Allah mati ketika kita sedang berbuat dosa. He died for us while we were sinners. Jadi saudara tidak berbuat apa-apa Tuhan menawarkan keselamatan dalam hidup kita. So he offer us salvation without us doing anything. Saudara kalau saudara memberi kepada Tuhan bukan untuk mendapat God's favor. So when you give it's not because you want to try to get God's favor. Tuhan kita tuh kaya raya. God owns everything. 
Kitab Wahyu mengatakan jalan-jalan di surga itu semua lantainya emas. In, in, in um, sorry, what? Well, revelation. revelation. In the Revelation says that the streets in heavens made from gold. Saudara, kalau kita memberikan kepada Tuhan bukan untuk memberikan impresi kepada Tuhan. Nih lihat, aku memberi kepadamu. So when we give to God, we don't try to gain favors from God, but we Tapi want to give to saya, God. Berutang kepada Tuhan, hidup saya diselamatkan karena Engkau. Because I owe you my life, because you saved me. Ini anak-anak muda ya. Kalau anda nanti sudah bekerja, oke, okay? gaji pertama jangan anda makan, tapi kasihkan kepada orang tuamu. Young people in this place, one day when you start working, your first um, wages, income, don't use it, but give it to for your parents. Sudah bilang, om, papa mama saya itu kaya, om. Saya kalau kasih gaji saya pertama, tidak ada artinya buat dia. Sargus, so, so um, my my dad, my family are very wealthy. If I give them my first uh, first income, it doesn't mean anything to them. Saya bilang sama saudara, what saudara? Berpikir demikian, orang tua berpikir lain. You th- you think it this way, but your parents will think it very differently. Dalam hatinya, wah anak gua ni cengli banget. Yeah, in their heart, they will understand that you love them. Oleh sebab itu, anak-anak kalau kau mau dapat berkat dari orang tuamu, berkat dari Tuhan, lakukan hal itu. So when you get blessing from God, do that. Karena mereka hanya kolahkan engkau, karena mereka membesarkan engkau. Because they have sent you to school and have given you, brought you alive until today. Jadi belajar kita cengli sama orang tua, cengli sama Tuhan. Yes. Uh, beef, cengli. Uh, cengli itu apa ya? Yeah. Sorry. Fair, cengli is fair, fair right? Yeah, But yeah. Be, be, do the right thing. Do the right thing to your parents. Oh, okay? okay, do the right thing to your parents. Okay, itulah motivasi kita. Itu tiga motivasi yang salah. Yeah, so those are the three wrong motivations. Nah. Saya ajarkan tiga motivasi yang benar dalam memberi. So I'm going to teach you three, the right three motivations in giving. Yang pertama, saudara, memberi ada sebagai, adalah sebagai ungkapan uh, penyembahan kepada Tuhan. So the first one is your giving is an expression of your worship. Ya, satu Korintus 16 ayat 29. First Corinthians 16 verse 29. It says this, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offerings and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Saudara, ini bukan berarti memberi mendapatkan favor dari Tuhan. Church, this doesn't mean that you give to get favor from God. Tetapi mengakui bahwa dialah Tuhan yang layak. Saya pri, apa, uh, sembah, saudara. But to acknowledge that he deserves all our worship. Saudara, dengan membawa persembahan perpuluhan kepada Tuhan, itu semata-mata mengakui dia pemilik dari semuanya. By giving our tithes and giving, it's just to acknowledge that he actually owns everything. Alkitab mengajarkan kalau saudara dan saya memberi kepada Tuhan, untuk, kalau saudara terima gajimu yang pertama, kalau saya ajarkan untuk orang tuamu, nah, tapi Alkitab mengajarkan juga untuk Tuhan yang kedua. Yeah, when you first get your first fruits or your first income, it's not just for your parents, but the Bible teaches it actually belongs to God. Saudara, kenapa saya katakan untuk untuk orang tua dan untuk Tuhan? Why do I say it's for uh, our parents and for our God? Yang pertama karena kita mau orang tua kita tahu bahwa kita sayang sama dia. The first one is because we want our parents to know that we love them. Yang kedua. Saya lakukan ini karena saya tahu bahwa masa depan saya di tangan Tuhan. Exactly because I know my future belongs to our God. Saudara, waktu kita belajar kitab Samuel. When we learn about Samuel, the book of Samuel. Kitab Samuel dibuka dari seorang ibu yaitu Hana yang punya yang mandul. We start the chapter about Hana who is barren. Saudara, dia desperate kepingin punya anak. She was desperate to have children. Sampai akhirnya waktu dia berdoa, dia berjanji sama Tuhan, kalau engkau berikan aku anak, aku akan berikan anak itu untuk engkau. And she prayed to the Lord that if I have children, I will give back these children to you for you. Saudara, akhirnya Tuhan menjawab doa dia. 
India and God answer her prayers. Seperti kita ketahui saudara akhirnya Hana beroleh anak dan tiga bulan setelah dia melahirkan anak itu diberikan untuk Tuhan. So Hana got a child and then she gave back uh, after three months this children to, to God. Setelah Hana memberikan buah sulungnya kepada Tuhan, Tuhan memberikan lima anak lagi. After Hana gave the firstborn, the first fruits, Hana got five more. God gave her, her five more children. Saudara. Tuhan selalu lihat hati saudara dan saya. God always look into our hearts. Siapa yang saudara sembah? Who do you worship? Saudara yang menyembah dirimu sendiri atau menyembah dia? Do you worship yourself or do you worship him? Saudara, kitab Daud, eh, kitab Samuel ditutup dengan 2 Samuel 24, saudara. The, the, the book of Samuel. Yeah, the book of Samuel in the uh, chapter 24. 2 Samuel 24 ini. Jadi dibuka dengan uh, Hana mandul, ditutup dengan Daud memberikan persembahan. So it's opened by the story of Hana, and then we close by this about David giving a, a worship. Waktu offering. itu Israel mengalami musibah. Back then Israel Israel was uh, experiencing tragedy. Satu-satunya untuk meredahkan musibah waktu itu, saudara Daud harus mempersembahkan korban bakaran kepada Tuhan. The only way to stop the tragedy, David needs to give a burn offering to God. Saudara, dia menemukan satu tempat yang bagus sekali milik oh, apa namanya Orana. And then he found a, a really good site for to give the sacrifice owned by Orana. Saudara, Orana ini orang kaya dan dia bilang sama Daud, King, boleh pakai semua fasilitas free termasuk domba-dombanya dan bahan bakar. This guy is a wealthy guy. So he told the King David said, King, please just use this for free. You can you make use of it. Daud menjawab demikian, Saudara. But David answered this. Aku mau membelinya daripadamu dan membayar harganya. I will buy it from you and pay the price. Sebab aku tidak mau mempersembahkan kepada Tuhan Allahku. Because I don't want to give it to God. Korban bakaran dengan tidak bayar apa-apa. A burnt offering without sacrifice. Saudara, oleh sebab itu Kata persembahan dan pengorbanan itu selalu erat di Alkitab. That is why giving and sacrifice is very relevant in the, in the Bible. Saudara, anak muda ya, Tuhan gak peduli Anda mau pakai apa. Merek apa sepatunya, baju apa, merek, eh, merek bajumu, tas merek apa. God doesn't really care about what we wear, whatever brand you wearing. Tuhan gak peduli buat keluarga. Anda mau tinggal di mana, mau mobilnya merek apa? It doesn't worry him that where you want to live and what kind of car you're driving. Tapi yang dia lihat selalu hati kita. But he cares about our hearts. Saya pinjam kesaksian Ruth mengenai Chanel dia. I want to tell you about a testimonial about from Ruth about her bags. Waktu dia masih mahasiswa, saudara, dia selalu kalau belajar di kamar saya selalu ngintip, saudara. Uh, when she was a uh, um, uh, student, she was a student, I, when she was studying, I always take a pic. Nah, Ruth kalau belajar itu, laptop di bawah, ya laptop dia belajar di floor ya, laptop dan kemudian buku di sekeliling dia. So the, the way she studies, she was study on the floor and all books around her. Nah, waktu saya intip, saya lihat, wow, kok di laptopnya bukan bahan, apa itu namanya, lecture, <laughs> tapi fashion. And I'm not... <laughs> I look at the in the laptops. Why is it not about the manner from the school, but it's about fashions, baju, tas, clothing, bags. Saudara, saya tanya Ruth, kamu belajar atau lihat fashion? I asked Ruth, are you studying or are you checking out fashions? Dia bilang dua-dua, papi. I'm doing both at the same time. Setelah dia lulus, saudara, dia dap, dia kerja, saudara, dia kumpulkan uangnya untuk beli tas-tas yang dia suka. Okay, after she graduated and start working and she saved some money to buy her bags. Dia beli Prada, dia beli Chanel. Chanel yang dia beli itu dari Milan Special Edition. So she bought Prada and she bought Chanel, but the Chanel that she bought is a special edition from Milan. Saudara, setiap kali dia pakai Chanel, dia bilang sama suaminya, jangan dekat-dekat, nanti ketegasan. Ah, <laughs> every time she wears it, she, she tell Edwin like, hey, not too, too close, not too close, she's gonna scratch it. Sangkin sayangnya sama tas Chanelnya, saudara, sampai suaminya pun gak boleh dekat-dekat. <laughs> she, she cares so much about the bag, even the husband can't touch it. Saudara, Waktu dia full time, saudara saya bilang begini kepada istri saya. When she became a full time, I told my wife this. Saya bilang, anakmu itu glamor, pakai merek-merek, 
gimana dia full time jemaat bilang apa ntarnya <laughs> I told my wife um, she, she she's glamorous she likes good good stuff and uh, what would the congregation see if she become a full timer Halo istri saya berjawab begini saudara yang panggil dia full time itu Tuhan bukan kamu biar Tuhan yang urusan sama dia And then my wife said that it's not you who called her to become full timer. It was God. So Saudara, let God deal with her. Tugasmu cuma berdoa buat anakmu. Your job is to pray for her. Saya enggak berdoa, Saudara. So I did I didn't pray church. Dua bulan kemudian dia telepon mamanya. Two months after that, she calls the mom. Sambil nangis dia telepon mamanya. And she was crying on the phone. Aku mau jual Chanelku. She was crying and I said I want to sell my Chanel. Saya di samping dia dengar, what? I, I was next to my wife and I said, what? Saudara, mamanya bilang, kenapa Ruth mau jual? Why do you want to sell? Dia bilang begini, waktu aku mandi, Tuhan bicara sama aku. She told me this, when I was showering, Ruth God told me this. Kamu sayang Chanelmu atau sayang aku? Do you love your Chanel or do you love me more? Saudara, sambil menangis dia jawab, Aku sayang engkau Tuhan. With broken heart he said that I love you God. Akhirnya dia melalui Facebook dia jual channelnya. And then using Facebook she sold she sold the channel back. Ada yang beli saudara. Someone bought it. Nah, saudara tahu channel kalau saudara beli harga segini jualnya bisa harga segini saudara. <laughs> you know with channel so if you you bought it in the retail price you can sell it for more. Ya. Yeah. Nah. Setelah dia terima setelah dia terima uangnya semuanya saudara satu sen pun dia tidak keep tapi dia berikan untuk misi di Kalimantan. Once she received all the money, she didn't take any any cents, and but she gave it away for the mission in Kalimantan. Saudara dua minggu kemudian. And then two weeks after that, orang yang beli itu panggil dia ke sebuah kafe. And then the the the, the person who bought the bag called her to come into the cafe. Dia pikir hanya untuk chat, enggak tahunya perempuan itu bawa Chanelnya. And you know, she thought that she was just uh, there for a chat, but that lady actually brought back the bag. Dalam hati Ruth, oh my God, dia sudah di Kalimantan. <laughs> And her thinking like, oh no, I, 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 the money I've been given it all away. Dalam hatinya emang ada cacat atau apa. Maybe, maybe she was not happy. She was thinking like she was not happy, or maybe there's a faulty that she want to return. Saudara, ini yang dikatakan oleh orangnya, orang tersebut. And this is what she told her. Ruth, Ruth, mami belikan Chanel ini untuk kamu, dan kamu jangan jual Chanel ini. Wow. Tante, oh tante, Ta- uh, tante fine. belikan oh, Chanel ini okay. untuk kamu. Kamu jangan jual Chanel ini. Okay, I thought I lost the whole story, but yeah. And then the the so, lady. Jadi yang datang itu anak. Okay. Jadi dia bilang ke Ruth, mami, maminya dia. Okay. Oh, Karena okay, yang yeah, beli yeah. itu anaknya. Maminya yang suruh, oh itu channelnya bagus itu special so, edition. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jadi maminya bilang, bilangin sama Ruth. Mami belikan, Ruth gak boleh jual lagi. So the bag was actually bought by the mom of the person who owns and own the bags, right? And then this young lady came to see Ruth in the cafe and then told Ruth, please, my mom told you not to sell it. We're gonna give it back to you, but don't sell it. Saudara, di situ Ruth nangis, saudara. And in that moment, Ruth cried. Oleh sebab itu saya bilang, Tuhan tidak pernah peduli engkau pakai apa. God never really care about the brand you wear. Tapi jangan jadikan itu self imagemu. But don't make them to become your identity or idol. Saudara, kalau persembahan kita itu belum uh, apa itu namanya ada rasa sakit itu belum namanya persembahan. If your giving doesn't hurt, it's not a true giving. Oleh sebab itu saya challenge Anda supaya Anda bisa mengerti tentang persembahan. So I will challenge you this morning for you to understand about giving. Saya jelaskan Mazmur 126. Coba lihat. Nanti di rumah baca komplit ya. Let me explain to you about Psalm 126 verse 4. Saudara Mazmur 126 ini ditulis ketika orang-orang Israel dikembalikan dari Babilon. So this was written when the Israelites was brought back from Babylon. Keadaan mereka miskin. 
They were so poor. Saudara mereka, kepada mereka setiap keluarga dikasih gandum. So from for each of them they they were given um, wheat. Dan pilihan mereka, gandum ini dimakan atau ditabur. So the choice is always like do you eat the wheat or do you have to will sow it? Kalau mereka makan, maka mereka tidak akan menuai. Because if they eat it, they will not harvest. Di sini, cara bacanya dari mulai ayat 4 dulu, saudara. So the way you read it, read it from the verse 4. Saudara, waktu mereka memutuskan untuk menabur gandum tersebut, ini doa mereka dengan air mata mereka. So when they uh, they choose to actually plant the, saw the, the wheat, this was the prayer with tears. Pulihkanlah keadaan kami ya Tuhan, seperti engkau memulihkan batang air kering di tanah Negev. Restore our fortunes, O oh Lord, like streams in the Negev. Nangis mereka, saudara. They were crying. Lalu ayat 5 sampai 6. Orang-orang yang menabur dengan mencucurkan air mata akan menuai bersorak-sorak. For verse 5 to 6, it says, Those who saw in tears shall reap this shout of joy. Orang-orang yang berjalan maju menangis sambil menabur benih, Pasti pulang dengan bersorak-sorak sambil membawa berkas-berkasnya. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Saudara, gak enak, sakit. Skip lunch kita atau dinner kita, tapi demi untuk menuai. So it doesn't feel good to skip lunch and skip our dinner. But for the sake of sowing. Ayat satu kita baca saudara. Ayat satu. Let's read Ketu ketika Tuhan memulihkan keadaan Sion keadaan kita seperti orang bermimpi. When the Lord restores the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Kalau Tuhan berkati hidupmu seperti engkau bermimpi saudara. If God blesses your life, it's like you have you experiencing dream. Oleh sebab itu alami Tuhan. That's why I experience God. Saudara pernah makan di satu uh, itu junk food dibayarin orang? Have you ever gone to junk food and being paid by someone? Saudara, oh pernah Om, saya makan terus udahlah gua bayarin lu, gua bayarin lu gitu. Yeah, I've been through once, well, I mean, uh, someone paid for it, my friend paid for it. Tapi pernah enggak seperti apa yang saya alami? But have you have you ever experienced strangers pay for you? Tiga minggu yang lalu waktu saya jemput istri saya dari Indonesia, saudara, saya bilang sama dia, saya tunggu kamu di Michaelham uh, McDonald, oke? Okay? Nanti kalau kamu sudah keluar semua, baru kamu telepon saya dan saya jemput kamu. So three weeks ago, when I was picking up my wife in the airport, I told her, please, I'm gonna wait for you in Michaelham McDonald's. If you come out, please give me a call, and I will come to you. Saudara, waktu itu saya lapar belum mak- belum sarapan. I was very hungry that morning. Saya pikir saya ngantri aja untuk McDonald's. For the McDonald's. Nah, saudara, waktu giliran saya, saya order breakfast sama dengan hot chocolate yang medium. So that was my turn and I ordered breakfast breakfast with uh, hot chocolate. Waktu saya mau bayar, saya bayar pakai kredit kas saya. Di counter orangnya bilang gini, it's already paid. When I was going to pay and sounds the the, the 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 person said that no, don't worry, it's already been paid. Saya bilang, what? I beg your pardon? It's already paid. Are you sure it has been paid? Who? Saya bilang itu. Who? Saya. Terus Who? orang kontennya bilang gini, dia tunjukin di belakang saya. The person in the counter said that the, the guy behind. Saudara ada orang di belakang saya, Trady, saudara anak muda. Dia berdiri begini sampai begini. Dia lagi nunggu dia punya uh, orderan, saudara. Dia bilang gini sama saya. There was a young Trady stood there behind me and waiting for his order, and then he just waved. Saya enggak kenal orang ini. I don't even know this guy. Lalu kemudian saya paranin. And I came to him. Are you sure? Thank you so much. Are you sure? Thank you so much. Apa kata orang ini? I know you know what he said. You're welcome. I want to bless you. And he said, "You're welcome. I want to bless Dalam you." Dalam pertanyaan saya, kapan dia bayar saya? And then my my biggest question is, when did he pay pay the payments? Kalau dia mau bayarin saya, sama-sama kita order, bener kan? <laughs> That's right. Ini oh. kan junk food. <laughs> yeah, if he's going to pay for me, like I'm, mean, he's going to stand with me and then just pay for it and order together. Saya duduk sambil breakfast pikir, 
Kapan dia bayar? I keep wondering when did he make the payments. Tapi Tuhan terubah pikiran saya. And God changed my perspective. Kalipun kau sanggup bayar McDonald, tapi I still care of you. Even though you can pay for McDonald, but I just want to tell you that I care for you. Saudara, kalau kita mau alami Tuhan, berani sacrifice. Church, if you want to experience God, sacrifice. Nah, bagian yang kedua, memberi untuk keinginan melihat kerajaan Tuhan itu bertumbuh. Second one is give with the desire to see the kingdom of God grow. Di dalam Matius 6 ayat 33, Van bacain. In Matthew 6, um, verse 33 says like this, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Yesus katakan, Ajarkan kita prioritas dalam hidup kita. Jesus teaching us about how to prioritize things in my life. Dia tidak ajarkan kamu simpan duitmu, kamu invest duitmu supaya masa depanmu enak. He doesn't teach us to invest, keep your money so that you have a good, great future. Saudara dunia selalu menilai saudara dan saya dari seberapa anda punya. The world will always see and value you from what you have. Tapi Tuhan menilai dari seberapa anda berikan. But God value from what He have given. Saudara, dia ajarkan begini kepada murid-muridnya. Invest untuk kingdom of God, and then after that, kamu akan dikembalikan semuanya. God is teaching us to invest in the kingdom of God, and everything will be given unto you. Saudara, waktu saya datang ke sini, saudara, saya bawa 1.500 dolar Australia 35 tahun yang lalu. When I came here 35 years ago, I brought only $1,500 in my pocket. Ada satu keluarga yang simpati sama saya. Dia suruh saya tinggal di belakang rumah dia, saudara. Extended, dia punya rumah. Yang mana gak ada heater sama sekali. There was a family who cared for, for me. And I, I get to stay in the, in the back of his house. And there was no heater at all in the, in the room. Saudara. Jam 2 pagi saya harus pakai mantel waktu itu winter ya. Saya datang itu bulan uh, Agustus akhir sudah uh, masih dingin waktu itu. Nah saya ingat waktu itu saudara saya apa tuh namanya waktu itu masih dingin. Saya itu tidur mesti pakai mantel saudara. So I remember I even have to wear my sweater because it was so cold. Saudara tiga bulan lamanya saya tidur dengan jaket saya. It was for three months that I slept with my jacket on. Saudara. Saya berjanji sama Tuhan. Church, I promise to God. Tangan kanan engkau berkati hidupku. Your right hands bless me. Tangan kiri aku berikan untuk orang lain. My left hand will give it away. Kita lihat saudara. Kalau saudara lihat gambar-gambar kemarin saya bisa kemarin-kemarin saya bisa berikan yang banyak. Tapi hari ini saya coba bikin yang sedih. Ini dua hari lalu di Medan, saudara. Let me just show you what we have given, what we have done. As dua a hari yang lalu di Medan. Kami kumpulkan pendeta-pendeta desa untuk seminar. Mereka datang, free, mereka dikasih makan, transportasi dibayar pulang. Kita kasih 500 ribu per orang untuk pulang. So two days ago we organized a, 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 like a seminar. We gave them lunch for all the pastors around Medan. So we gave them lunch and we gave them a, a, some money as well uh, as a giving before they go. Saudara, tahun lalu saudara, itu gambar yang berikutnya coba kita lihat. Church generosity. And this is last year. Ini tahun yang lalu saudara. Coba berikut ini kita kumpulkan mereka dari Makassar, dari Semarang, Bali, Bandungan, dari Sentul, gak usah diulang lagi Pan. Dari Sentul, dari Medan, saudara. Kita ajak mereka makan, masing-masing pendeta ini. Dan setelah makan, pulangnya dikasih uang 500 ribu rupiah. So I've done this all the same from last year. Like we a lot of pastors from many, many different cities in Indonesia. So we gather them, we look after them, and then we give them food and some um, giving as well to them before they go. Beberapa dari mereka tidak pernah makan di restoran yang enak. And for some of them, they never really experience having food in a good place. The next one, please. Next one, please. Saudara, lihat ini, saudara. Ini pendeta. Pendeta besar di Medan dulu. So this is a, a pastor of a big church in Medan. Saudara, karena satu isu dia harus keluar dari Medan. Because one issue that he need to leave Medan. Dia pindah ke Sentul. And he, he moved to Sentul. Saudara, istrinya kena stroke. And um, the wife got stroke. Satu dari tiga anaknya punya dua kelamin. One of the out of the three children, they have um, 
dual genitals. Satu kali saya lihat Facebook saya, saya lihat gambar pendeta ini. And one day I saw the picture in the Facebook, the saya, face of this. Tiba-tiba dalam hati saya berkata begini, berkati dia. Something stirred in my heart uh, to bless this person. Saudara, akhirnya saya kirim dua mantan IPC untuk kesentul ketemu dia. And then I, I sent ex of IPC member to come and see him mereka, in Sentul. Mereka report ke saya, kok benar dia miskin kok. And then they report to me, yeah, they are very poor. Kalau saya bilang kita akan dukung dia 24 juta per tahun untuk dia bisa biayain basic needs-nya dan menyekolahkan anaknya. And then we decided to support them 24 million rupiah per year just for them to support their life and Bertahun their education. kita kirimkan uang. And for many years we've we've kadang-kadang mobilnya rusak atau keperluan lain kita tambahin lagi. Sometimes they have other needs like car broken down so we help them out. Bulan lalu anaknya graduation. And last month his son is graduated. Dia bilang, Pak Agus, terima kasih and untuk presenter. And he told me, thank you, thank you so much, Pak Agus, for presenter. Anak saya graduate sebagai sarjana hukum. Dan ini yang pertama dalam garis keturunan kita. Ada yang graduate dar- jadi sarjana. My son is a graduate law, lawyer now and this is the very first one in our um, generations to have someone who's graduated from university. Saudara, saudara dan saya enggak mungkin pergi ke desa-desa. You and me might not go to the villages. Dia selalu undang saya, Pak, kapan datang, Pak? Kita pelayanan ke desa. He always invite me to let's go come and go to the villages. Saya bilang masalah saya enggak bisa ke toilet kalau saya ngelihat kotor. I told him my the challenge is it's very hard for me difficult for me to go to the toilet if it's not clean. Saya bilang enggak apa-apa. Bapak butuh apa? Kita supply asal saya jangan ke sana. But it's okay. I will I will play my part to support you in whatever Sudah. I can. Itu yang kita lakukan di sini. Church, that's what we are doing here. Kita tidak expand ke mana-mana. We don't expand to other places. Kita tidak seperti Farfum yang tulisnya Oslo, Paris, New York, Melbourne. We're not like in a perfume like Oslo, Paris, New York, Melbourne. Saudara banyak gereja Indonesia buka cabang di mana-mana. Uang perpuluhanmu dipakai untuk keluar negeri. A lot of the churches are using uh, a lot of the church money to expand to other places. Sementara banyak orang-orang miskin di Indonesia mereka enggak peduli. But there are a lot of uh, poor people in Indonesia but they we, they never care. Bagi saya kenapa tidak percayakan pendeta lain mengembalakan tapi saya support dia daripada saya buka cabang. Now this is what I believe that I want to support the poor people, help people with our money rather than opening Orang branches. Sebab itu kalau Anda pilih gereja, pilih gereja yang benar. So if you choose a church, choose the right one. Karena supaya uangmu yang kau invest itu digunakan secara baik. So a church who will really be a steward to the money that been given. Yang terakhir yeah. saudara kita memberikan komitmen kepada gereja lokal. And the last one is we give like give because a commitment in our local church. Saudara saudara harus memberi Efesus 5 ayat 25. Efesians um, 5 25 ya. Yeah. 25. If you can put it there. Okay. Coba kita ada enggak Efesians 5? Efesians 5:25. Okay, kalau enggak ada ya, it's okay. Kita lanjutkan. Saya Efesians 5:25. It says this. 25 ya. Yeah. Ya. Yeah. 5:25. Husband love your wife. No, 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 no. Okay, because uh, sebagai Kristus telah mengasihi jemaat, dia menyerahkan dirinya bagi dia. Yeah, is it? Is it oh. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, this wrong one. Okay, this is wrong one. Okay. Jadi Yesus mati buat gerejanya. God uh, Christ died for the church. Saudara, gereja itu jantungnya Tuhan. The church is the heart for Christ. Kalau anda memberi, berikan perpuluhanmu ke gereja. If you are, if you giving, give your tithings to the church. Saudara, sering sekali saya bilang apa orang-orang businessman bilang sama saya, Pak, saya enggak memberikan uh, saya punya be, apa, uh, saya punya uh, itu apa keuntungan dari perusahaan ke gereja. A lot of businessmen told me like I don't want to give my profits to the church. Dia bilang saya hanya berikan gaji saya aja pak. I just want to give a portion of my wages. Saya bilang kenapa? Uh, and I asked him why. Gereja saya kaya pak. 
because my church is very wealthy. Jadi saya memberikan saya punya uh, apa itu namanya profit dari company saya ke untuk misi, Pak. So I give a profit from my company to for missions for other places. Kenapa dia lakukan itu, Saudara? Why is he giving this? Karena gereja selalu fokus bangun gedung, buka cabang. Because a lot of the churches have the wrong focus of how to be steward of the money. Tapi Saudara, attitude yang benar adalah engkau harus support gereja lokal. But the right attitude, you have to support your local church. Saudara, kalau engkau punya uang sedikit, susah untuk memberikan perpuluhan. If you have a little money and hard for you to give tidings. Waktu saya punya gaji pertama di Melbourne kerja, gaji saya 240 dollar per week. Uh, my first wages were 240 dollars per week. Anak saya cuma Ruth saja. And I, I only have Ruth back then. Istri saya bilang dipotong perpuluhan dari situ kita hidup. And my wife said. Give the tidings away, and we live out of the rest. Dia bilang sama saya, kamu gak, kamu kalau lapar malam, kepingin makan, makan super mie. And then he said that if you're hungry at night, just eat uh, instant noodles. Saudara pikir saya senang dulunya, susah saudara. It was tough. Tapi saya selalu ingatkan Tuhan, tangan kanan engkau memberkati, tangan kiri aku memberi. But I always remember to God, if you give me uh, with my right in my right hand, my left hand will give it away. Kalau saya berdiri di sini. If I stand here, it's not just talking. But I'm teaching you to, for you to have a future. Give out of joy. Don't forget, Don't forget young people. Give it back to your parents, your first fruits. Doesn't matter whether they're wealthy. Yeah, that was your first fruit. Doesn't matter if they're wealthy. Kedua, buah sulungmu, kasih ke gereja. And the city is the key to embrace the future or the better future. Generosity is the key to embrace the future, the better future. Saudara, ini buktinya. This is the, uh, the testimony. Be generous. Be generous. Don't be stingy. Don't be stingy. Gak punya teman. You don't have friends. Diomongi di luar. And they talk about you. Tuhan berkati. God bless you.